0: Welcome to another all-new, all-exciting, all-good episode of Not Safe for Wonk. The whole squad the is here, like Migos would say. Uh, Brandon Buchanan is here with you. Lea Rose is here. Kennedy Cooper. We not only have the whole team here, we also have uh, our favorite special guest. He's practically a host, Dre. Uh,
1: yo, 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 I'm here. I'm real. I'm near. Yeah. So this He's is coming. like... He's coming. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So it's not just the whole squad. We've got Squad Plus. It's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, And yeah. we're doing just as a bonus because we love the people. We love making content. Uh, just an entire episode of Is It Cringe? This has been like one of the most cringe week I- in fucking history. Uh, so we just want to like actually no. What makes it a great week is it's the, one of the most borderline cringe week of of history. Yeah. So. A lot of this mm-hmm. shit has
2: kind of got one foot in the grave when it comes to being cringe. So we're going to short this shit out. Like if, if it was if it was all cringe, like decidedly all cringe, then it wouldn't be interesting. But because it's sort of like half cringe, then then we can play with it. And then it's, then it's fine. Semi-cringe
1: is what you're saying? Yeah.
2: We'll see. We'll see.
3: Debate in like. this special bonus edition of... Is, is
1: it cringe? Cringe? cringe?
0: Let's go. Ooh. So... We've got a lot. We've got a lot. So we can probably start with the orange man. The orange man is bad. Mm-hmm. I think we've all come to oh, have Orange man's status
2: yeah. bad. Uh-huh.
3: We checked on that um, some episodes back. We concluded then that he was bad. And I just want to confirm for everyone listening that I still think he's bad. So uh,
0: mm-hmm. the impeachment trial, uh, we've had nothing but uh, the usual I think I think this is what we all expected when it came to the House uh, going through the impeachment trial. We've had some of the most craven, ridiculous grandstanding. Who is your favorite Republican during this impeachment uh, procedure, Kennedy?
3: Oh, I mean, it's hard not to just want to give it to Nunez because he was so something.
2: <laughs> uh, I have been I have been blessing myself by not um, not watching the impeachment hearings. You see, my strategy is uh, about every day I go to the front page of our politics and I go to the front page of our conservative and I see each of their takes about it. And they're both equally as dumb shit. So I glean nothing about impeachment from either of them.
0: That sounds about right. So it's undoubtedly like cringe the Republicans. I mean, Donald Trump is just out here admitting to crimes on TV. Uh, Yeah, I did crimes, Mm -hmm. but. So what? It's fine. Leave me alone. And like, people are really going yeah, to on they're, this. They're The
2: Bidens are the ones that did the crimes, not me. You should look yeah. at the other crimes.
0: Yeah, it's, it's wild. However, uh, John Bolton has decided to come back on Twitter with some nonsense like I'm back on Twitter. Stay tuned for more. Like the really fucked up thing is this is this 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 presidency is broken everybody's fucking mind. So now John Bolton is acting like he's on fucking Hell's Kitchen and we're about to go into a commercial <laughs> break. <He> comes <laughs> like on, this he's a like Survivor
2: what? Last Chance Island.
0: Yeah, yeah, he comes in there sh- into the fucking kitchen with the fucking apron on. Surprise, bitches, I'm back. And then they fucking grill the fucking steak and shove the brandering. <laughs> All right, now look at some fucking Ford commercials. And this
2: dude, you, you know what I'm thinking? Like Bolton, his being an anti-Trump Republican is a played-out bit. Like if Bolton's going to return to Twitter, he needs to get a funnier bit, like be a porn reply guy or something. Like do I the thing that, that do the thing that Ted Cruz did, but actually officially, and that's the entire purpose of the account. Uh, at Riley Reid, I want to suck your toes, Ambassador John Bolton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to suck
3: your toes. Send tweet. I, I don't it. know what he really is hoping to accomplish right now because the only people that really like him are absurdist neocons who for the most part are the people that also overlap with Trump's strongest fan base. Mm-hmm. So Jump. like if he, if he comes out and he's like, "Yeah, I'm anti-Trump Bolton now and turns his hat around or whatever," then like I don't really think that many people are going to go for it.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, like, really... Mitt, Mitt Romney has been trying this, and it hasn't been working out too well.
3: Like, I think it can work for some people, but it really depends on who you are and what stances you have and who your constituency is. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Justin Amash is, of course, the big example of the guy who said, fuck it, I'm an independent now. He may not be, like, an incredible person or anything, um, but he did, like, take that step away from the party. and Like, the whole, you know, whole kind of... He, he, clearly looked at his district and said this is acceptable though some of these people they're looking at their district their whole district is MAGA hats you're fucked like
2: like the whole bit about um like oh I'm I'm a Principled Republican. Like, there's never been a principled Republican. It's an oxymoron. So the only person that you're really playing the playing the instrument to is liberals who are like uh, who want to go back to some imagined past that Biden is trying to reconstruct. Like, or uh, if we just oust Trump, then we're gonna get everyone is gonna be like John Bolton and Justin Amash, and we're gonna return to civility again. Like it's not a grift you direct inwards, it's a grift that's directed outwards. Yeah. And yeah, I honestly have I honestly don't know if people are gonna like be so willing to rehabilitate John Bolton. Though we did it with George Bush, so like
1: eh,
2: well, hold on. There. Let me let me steer this discussion back a little bit. First of all, there are
0: principled Republicans. Uh Dick Cheney, he had a principle was to murder a shitload of brown people. He stuck to his that principle. Is fair. He got the shit done. Like, Stop,
2: man. He, was, he was very effective at murdering all of the brown people he could get his hands on. Yeah, man. He wasn't That's playing serious. around with that shit. But, a,
3: this was supposed to be the comedy bonus episode, man. <laughs> <That's already laughs> we, we haven't on. even we haven't even asked if anything's cringe yet. Tried, We've so already gotten comment. into Dick Cheney as a murdering war criminal, but you know what? He was. I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to
0: get to the. Is it cringe? But Leia cannot resist the urge to dunk on Lib. So we just had like a four minute diversion from that. All right, listen. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's just in my nature. I'm. I know. I'm, I'm tr- working on. I'm
0: trying to set you up. Like, let me let me be your Steph Curry. Let me give you the ball right near the rim. Right. All right. Here we go. Take a right, breath.
2: Let me help you. Help me.
0: Yeah. KD wants to run ISO plays all the time. We're trying to move the ball. Listen. Is it cringe? The responses to John Bolton this week talking about be a patriot uh come in testify are they up- upholding norms or are they just being cringe like they don't get it Okay, ball is yours, Leia, at the rim. Lay it in.
2: Right, so I haven't actually been looking at too many of these responses. So are people saying that John Bolden is good now? Or are people saying, like, what the fuck are you doing? This isn't a working grift. Like, what's the responses?
3: I mean, I think what they're saying is, like, hey, if you really want to do something, testify, basically. Hmm. I
2: mean, yeah, I guess There's so. There's
0: one, you should be in Gitmo, but most of it is, how dare you, sir? It is time for you to be a patriot and regain your honor. And testify against uh, this. Have you, uh, you noticed
2: know sir?
1: This feels like a long-winded version of saying "grow a pair."
0: Testify, speak up under oath, or GTFO.
1: Leia, <laughs> like, from what you're describing, it feels like Bolton doesn't get the uh, what fucking Taoist term should I use? The the Wu way of Griff. Uh, is that what you're <laughs> saying? There's so, like a certain transcendental quality uh, to it that you have to harness through. This is
0: the
2: you got, you, you guys ever seen ahead. the? You guys ever seen the mid two thousands? Disney animated film, Meet the Robinsons.
1: Everybody has.
2: (laughs) Of course. Do you know how spoilers. If you haven't seen it, you know how the main villain was being controlled by the um, by the top hat, by the bowler hat. Oh, I feel Parker. like that's the situation that's going on with John Bolton and the mustache is just being <laughs> a mustache. fucking dipshit. The, the mustache. mustache has been at oh, this grift for so long that it doesn't know how to work a different grip.
3: There's just like an alien parasite living in that mustache, whispering things to him.
2: Like, like, like you, look, you look at a picture of John Bol- Bolton and tell me that isn't like a fucking alien, bushy-ass parasite that's controlling John Bolton's brain. It really does feel that way. Oh, he actually
1: actually looks like that. I thought that was just, like, a joke.
3: Okay, um, let's... So my thought is, John Bolton is, like, kind of a piece of shit. And... Brave take. If... Which is a pretty easy take. Um, but... With that in mind, like even though the way that a lot of these people are calling him out is somewhat cringy, especially reading out the specific comments, is like
2: oof, big oof. Like in like in general, Uh, like calls to civility and like being a true American patriot and restoring peace and order—that's cringe,
3: always cringed on some
2: level. Not buying the grift is, in general, good, okay-ish, I think.
3: Yeah, that's the thing, though, is on the flip side, like, he
2: probably should testify, and... Like, has like, he said if he's going to, or not going no, to, or whatever? No, he said, it's, stay it's, tuned, everybody. Brandon
3: said it's, we're, you know, it's the, it's the Bachelor, Yeah. he's got one rose, and he's looking at the two girls right now, and one of them's Donald Trump. And he's like, I. And the I, violence thing like, plays. Next week, you'll then, find out. Yeah. That's that's literally what he did on Twitter. It was the dumbest thing I've ever.
2: Yeah, he's All been right, embracing listen. the uh, the tutelage of the reality TV president. Quickly,
0: quickly, let's move on. Right. Uh, general, the general uh, resistance Twitter fixation on the impeachment trial. Uh, Kennedy, is it cringe or not cringe? How real uh, is both the crimes and the political reality of getting rid of?
3: the president think that the political reality of getting rid of the president is really complicated and definitely way too much to get into in like a comedy bonus little whatever we're trying to do here sure (laughs) but um just in terms of like should people be engaged with this actually i think that it would be good if more people watch more of these hearings and things not just so that they were a little bit more informed about what's like actually literally happening in their government. Um, Because a lot of times like people actually rely on hearsay basically in terms of like somewhat questionable or malleable news sources and things like that. Like me
2: with our politics and our conservative uh, feeds.
3: (laughs) Right. But you don't do that for everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, um, and when, when you do take the time to tune into some of this kind of stuff where, like, politics is actually happening live in action, and it's something that's relatively important and something that you may not see a ton of in your lifetime. I mean, the last time there was an impeachment was Bill Clinton. That was a, quite a while ago now. Um, so, you know, if you're Over interested in the process, you should be paying attention. And uh, so there's definitely, again, we could definitely pull up some individual tweets that are ultra cringe but i think that people should be watching these hearings as much as they can stand to at least like no one's obligated to but like if you can stomach to watch some of this stuff this is our political process happening i don't know it feels like you're
0: asking me for a lot of emotional labor right now
3: oh know what our next topic is yeah let's
0: talk about this so a therapist on twitter uh, a professional therapist got a text message from a friend and was just uh, and the friend asked do you mind if i like put you through the emotional labor of listening to me talk about my problems and it's related to i think my weight something like that they said what it was related to and the therapist made like a twitter thread about how great it was that the friend asked in the proper way before like venting their problems um and that You know, there should be a space for for instead of just asking about, you know, talking about problems to ask first, because they might be at capacity and might not be able to deal with listening to whatever this problem is. Uh, The Internet fucking went crazy about this discussion uh, and everybody had a take on it. So just uh, they also gave a template uh, of, you know, if you're not able to deal with somebody and give them emotional labor, you know, I am currently at capacity to deal with this issue. However, uh, let us discuss this at a later time and slash date. Is yeah, it cringe? You
2: know, like, let me give my take on this. It's really funny that emotional labor started as a term for like the shit that bosses make you do at jobs. Like when like,
1: being an, like a stewardess, and you got to deal with all the uh, yeah, you know, and you got to put on you. like
2: you got to be fucking obnoxiously cheery to all your customers and be like um, calm and contented in a customer service role. It's work from that to in order to avoid custom in order to avoid putting emotional labor on people i have to turn my friendships into being a customer service representative with a script i have to follow and everything
0: i have i have so, i have so many takes on this i want to go to to the rest of y'all though dre kennedy do you have like initial take
2: dre, where you got? oh but yeah it's cringe it's insipid uh, cringe. okay
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna preface this by saying i've i'm selective with what's sh- with what Twitter discourse I get into. And I've seen a lot of stupid stuff like East Asians aren't people of color or non-sex workers aren't allowed to call themselves whores. A lot of things that I should just remove my mind from. Uh, but this, uh, I just tried to ignore it because I didn't necessarily care about it because it just felt like something that I'd come with a... Uh, I'd come out of it with an answer that would make me sound like Peter Coffin and I don't want to sound anything like him. And if, you don't, <laughs> if you don't know who he is, he's that guy who's obsessed with social capital. He, he, he took one thing and he ran with it. So he <laughs> I, uses social capital... Capital to describe every single relationship. If I feel like if I indulge myself in this, I come out with an
3: opinion. One thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Maybe
3: I definitely go ahead, Kennedy, Um, or I can or I can go. Either way, I I did think it was kind of cringy. You know, like like Leia says, like emotional labor really had this specific meaning that has been somewhat appropriated. And I don't want to just sit down and say that it never counts. OK, it never counts when, you know, a friend or a family member kind of like lays an emotional burden on you or that that's never valid in some way. Right. But, right. But you, you can't turn this into a bureaucratic system of like filling out forms. This is real people and friendship. And we're uh-huh. already in this place as a society where friendship is very fragile and a lot of people say that they don't have very many close friends and that there are countries like the UK where, like, I think the average number of best friends that people say they have is now zero. Um, and so to be treating friendship like this at a juncture like that, super cringe. Going back okay. to...
2: Uh, yeah.
0: Going back to... <laughs> Here's my hot takes. Number one, this is how we have trained people to speak. Um, especially like if if the person that you're friends with is a marginalized person, this is kind of how left culture has trained people to speak. If someone says, I'm busy, then it's offensive. So you have to phrase it in a way that you are like somewhere on the ladder of being in pain yourself or being in victimhood. So you can't say that you're busy because, boy, this person's busy. That's that's rude. But if you say you are at your capacity, that means that you are uh, dealing with your own oppressions or whatever, you are in your own struggle. And that is OK. That's valid. Like we have kind of asked for us to speak in this way, uh, deal it uh, or I'm helping someone who's in crisis right now. Uh, what else? Le- let me see what else she's got in her form. Dealing with personal stuff. So uh, my first point is we are complaining about language being used this way. But if that person is out of handicap or if they are dealing with, uh, you know, whatever their social issue is that puts them in the intersection of bread. This is the way to speak to somebody so that you can safely avoid being accused of being rude or dismissive, which if somebody says, I'm doing something right now, there's a whole discourse about how you're rude and dismissive. So that's my first take. Um, My second take is most of the people who are really upset about this have no people that rely on them and don't have that many close friendships. Uh, We talked about how there's more and more uh, people that are da-da-la-la-la, Most of the people that have like agreed with this take are women because I think the lack of friendliness, friendshipness is mostly a male phenomenon. So the idea of someone that's like comes to you for help is probably rare. Uh, This person's like a PhD and they're a psychiatrist and they probably have friends. If you are somebody that does that as a profession anyway, people probably do come to you with bullshit all the time. Uh, I think that in like, I I will
3: say, I do completely agree on that point, but she didn't present it as, like, this is a problem with my life as a therapist, which would be completely under... Like, Mm -hmm. if she presented it that way, I would have nothing to say, because it would be completely understandable, because, yes, if you you do this all day, and then your friend wants to vent at you, like, they probably should ask, because, like, yeah. And maybe
0: in this context, this literally is emotional labor. Like, it is kind of like off the clock, fucking my work. It's also sure. like, it's also, but to even step a step further, like that's just part of like, I have a lot of friends and how many people can say that they have so many friends that will just like flood their day with people attempting to communicate with. I think that in two and a half years, if we keep doing this podcast, we're going to revisit this episode and we'll be like, goddamn, emotional labor. Turns out that shit's actually a fucking thing just in terms of capacity of friendships to listen to and shit.
3: Here's the thing, though. I'm not saying that emotional labor isn't a thing. And and it's something oh, that actually I, I hope we can talk about some more. But here's where I think that there's like a problematic aspect to this is that there is a problem with treating being there for your friends as a form of victimhood. And I see a lot of people doing this. and it's it's not a healthy way to maintain friendship or to even look at friendships. And in a lot of cases, I think it stems from a like fundamentally unhealthy friendship because right. like a lot of people,, um, you know, they get attached to someone that they met in school or something. And then they keep trying to be friends with that person years later, even when they have nothing in common. And you know, sometimes you do have friends from way back that you still have things in common with. That's great. I'm not trying to say that like nobody has old friends that are real. I'm just saying there are these instances in people's lives where you grow apart from these people on a lot of material levels, but you keep trying to maintain some semblance of the friendship. Yeah. And uh, you know, anyway, it can and be complicated, just
0: but just to add that, like. Uh, of course, this is entirely a capitalist discussion. I know you didn't want any Peter yeah. Coffin chat, but like this literally. I, I was about, just
2: about to cut in.
0: This literally <laughs> is a conversation about social capital, though. It lit, like yeah. it literally is like Peter yeah. Coffin could drop right in here and fucking fit into this conversation perfectly.
3: No, it's true because people's free time is, uh, you know, monopolized by their job and chasing the bad. Right. And like we've talked about stuff like in our last episode, we talked about, you know, the bus, how, you know, if you have to take public transit everywhere, public transit is slow and that people are being told, you know, do more to like better yourself. But they're being their time is being taxed in all these ways if you're poor. And so if your time is taxed so heavily and you only have a few hours free in the day, which is true of a lot of poor people in this country, they might only have an hour or two to themselves in the day. And maybe not even that every day. Um. Then, yeah, like there are this, there there are some real limits that are imposed on what people can do emotionally. Um. Yeah, I think uh.
0: you've. You, uh, here we go. Yeah, we've done it. I think we've covered this pretty well. <laughs> so, like, let's 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 move on to um the Democrats. I mean, there's been nothing but like borderline cringe. I feel like the high hopes dance is full cringe. <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm good. In my opinion. Let's
3: just did, let's did, let's spin did, this didn't one you around. Just,
2: didn't you just I, have a tweet on your on the fucking account that i said we're not going to cover this? I <laughs> did, but the vote's still in progress. The people have not fully spoken, so
3: <laughs> we have only have the quick this. count. We're still waiting for the full result Yeah, we've oh, just done the
0: quick vote. We're still waiting on the full result. So right now, the lockout hasn't started yet. So <laughs> I do want to uh mention that the Pete supporters have said this is a handicapped accessible dance. I'm sorry. are is this are we saying disabled now? This is a disabled accessible dance. I don't know. What's your it. problem? I don't know either. But let's just be on the safe side here. Um uh, so uh uh still cringe or less cringe now?
1: Uh, let me just say this. Uh first off, disabled people deserve way better than this. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right <laughs> now.
0: Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like, if I was uh, in a wheelchair, I'd feel gravely insulted by this.
0: <laughs> you can't have healthcare, mm-hmm. but we
1: made a dance for you. Second off, uh I wish Ren was here because they're into like that Fujoshi music, Panic at the Disco, Fallout Boy. Yeah whatever and i just have to say like the song itself a panic at the disco brendan hurry like, like this
2: is the whatever this is the is. natural this is the natural fucking resting point the end of panic at the disco this is the the end of a long wow. evolution of this band to the pete Buttigieg dance <laughs> yeah like this is, this is naturally where the, where this band was going to end up and it's it's really sad but we're over for that you know yeah um let's do you guys want to talk about the debate yeah
3: wait no, hold on we movie? got we got to get one more topic in before the debate okay which is smooth bernie
0: oh god all right so oh, for, our oh, smooth boy ooh. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know um <laughs> conservative media is at it again I consider this kind of equivalent to like Obama wearing the tan suit or like eating <laughs> yes. mustard. It's really amazing. Like it doesn't even have to be a thing that matters. People get mad about any old kind of shit. So conservative media is very mad that Bernie Sanders had a smooth forehead at the debate uh, and he's pretty <laughs> old. And why aren't there more wrinkles on his head? Um, this is this and and, the, and there's some
3: older pictures where he looks a little wrinklier.
0: Yeah, um, I I assume that once you reach that age, your skin elasticity um kind of goes up and down. Um, but maybe it's not the case. Maybe like he's botoxing. I don't know. And if he is botoxing, who gives a shit? Uh, in what way does this matter?
1: He's being dishonest with the public about his medical. Practice. I I guess.
2: (laughs) No, 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 no. He's, you know, you know what's happening is that as a, as a, he's getting healthier as a part of the treatment from the, the heart attack. Like his, he, he, it didn't kill him, so it's making him stronger. And gradually, he's becoming smoother and smoother.
0: If we're looking for skincare transparency, Trump is going to be in a lot of trouble. Let me tell you that. Because you know, that dude looks like something from the
2: fucking crypt. We're going to have goddamn smooth Bernie versus rough Trump. Uh, he,
1: if he keeps it up at this rate, he's going to look like Cassandra from Doctor Who. Uh, when the oh. elections all around you know,
3: I don't even think we need to ask if any aspect we all agree on this but but let's actually flip the script just slightly um was it cringe for Trump to claim that his sudden rush to the hospital was a routine medical examination
2: I wouldn't say it's cringe but it was funny yeah I don't it, think it's, it's so stupid would, yeah like we have to have a strict definition of cringe or this bit risk. And they're labeling everything that's vaguely stupid that we don't like. Oh, cringe
3: definition. That sounds pretty
0: tanky. Yeah, and that and and this isn't Reddit. Okay, we can't just I'm, call. I'm a
2: I'm cring- a
0: cringe prescriptivist.
3: <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a cringe revisionist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what the fuck that, well that's an episode title i think
0: the cringe revisionist like in,
2: in, in, in 1956 uh khrushchev Just gave great. his famous speech um revising the cringe status of uh stalin can we please move on holy shit y'all are idiots <laughs> all right with the debate, go, oh,
0: Brandon, go. Um, what's your number one cringe moment, everybody? Uh, I definitely think it was Joe Biden saying he was coming from the black community. That shit had me. That my soul left my body, man. This shit was like when Doctor Strange, when uh, fucking Tilda Swinton punches Doctor Strange in the stomach, and his his soul just leaves. I was in that state where I was on the astral plane. It was it was fucking crazy. Yeah, that part was wild. Cory Booker was also looked like the had, had my exact same expression like what is happening here? <laughs> and and like 5 seconds after that, I think he forgot that Kamala Harris was a black person or just um, maybe that she existed, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure which. Um he doesn't see race. It's fine. Uh it's the the, the most cringe thing is that Joe Biden is leading and has led since he declared. It's so cringe that the news won't even like cover it like i feel like i feel like the internet is not talking about him as a serious potential winner like all the internet is in a pete talk warren talk bernie talk and just ignoring biden like there's no way that guy can win like
2: yeah i think we're i'm at the state where like i just want I, i want i want biden to keep running just so i can see the stupid shit that he gets up to oh god Like, I just I just can't wait to see, like, more fucking gaffes from him.
3: Okay, but real talk, like the election is really heating up now. Everyone declared super fucking early because Trump turned this into an extra circus. Oh, oh, uh,
2: late, late, um, late cringe item, late cringe item. Um, Bloomberg dumped thirty-one million dollars into advertising for his campaign.
3: Ooh, that is cringe. That's
0: not at all cringe. That's just the naked display of power uh,
2: like he's it'll be cringe. He's a it'll fucking billionaire. He it'll be cringe when it gets zero percent at Iowa.
3: <laughs> no, 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 you
2: guys y'all don't
3: understand me. It's cringe that he spent so little. Damn. He should have so spent more. Good point. It's cringe that he he clearly doesn't on, understand on the tweet how
2: that I from
3: he doesn't on, get it
2: that yeah. I got that from. he said like um sources close to him say he's prepared to spend between five hundred and a billion dollars on advertising.
0: Uh, he would need to. I think it's cringe that he does not understand how unpopular he is that he thinks just thirty million is gonna do the trick. That's baby right. money, baby. Like, no,
3: yeah, especially jumping in this late with such an unfavorable general kind of like air about him. Literally like only, nobody
0: is like this dude for years. How right. much does it cost to make Black Panther? Uh probably like 200 mil. You need to spend some Black Panther money and fucking make Wakanda real before you get some votes, my man. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: You need to establish like well w- this actually relates to what I was going to say a minute ago cuz what he should be doing is like not only advertising out the fucking asshole he should also be establishing like serious headquarters in all the primary states and getting like volunteers on the ground knocking on every door being like let me tell you why michael bloomberg actually isn't a giant piece of shit even though you're going to be pretty sure he's a giant piece of shit when we start this conversation (laughs) because yeah not 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 at
0: all serious wasting time you know what y'all have brought me around it's actually cringe because he's not spending enough money if you he seriously wants to have his Universally hated, uh, as like Iowa, you're the mayor of New York, they already don't like you just based on the fact that you're the mayor of New York or uh, mm-hmm. New Hampshire. Like,
2: like, Blasio already took the hint,
0: yeah, yeah. We, you, y'all, we literally just Look, had a mayor in New York and he was
3: universally disregarded. Let me just make this extra clear, too. Stair spent 47 million to get in the race, and he started early. And yeah, he
2: started earlier, fucking Bloomberg is going to have to pay out the, the debate restrictions are tightening. So either Bloomberg seriously thinks that he can spend enough money to get into the December or January debates, or he thinks that he can spend enough money to get a ticket out of Iowa, of which there are only three or four. So Bloomberg is fucking insane. And he would and- have to spend at least $100 million to get a ticket out of Iowa.
0: And quick yeah. poll, y'all, uh, if the election uh, for the for the nomination was Bloomberg or Stare? We're all going to the dick sucking resort, right? Yeah, we're all voting for Stayer. Tom Stayer uh, is actually Stayer is actually extremely good compared to the fucking stop and frisk guy. Cause yeah. Stayer at least has never held Stair, office and um, hasn't fucking destroyed anything. Even,
3: even if I fundamentally distrust Stayer, at least he says some things that sound okay bloomberg is just straight up like my state's gonna put down the masses and yeah. tell them to shut the fuck up
2: like, <laughs> y- you amazing. know what you know what this is like you know what this is like so um because sometimes i have wonkish tendencies i play this uh political simulator called president infinity oh, uh where God. you can simulate yeah. presidential election and Wait, um
0: stop wh- stop hmm? Uh, quick poll is it grin I vote yes, yes. okay <laughs> yeah it's Grin. so w-
2: w- one one day I had the idea to pit uh to eliminate the um, Republican and Democrat candidates and just see how a green versus libertarian um uh, presidential election would shake out and like it was it was crazy because because of um the starting poll percentages were so low for these candidates in some states there were some states where there was like one vote. For the Green Party candidate, zero votes for the Libertarian Party candidate, and the Green Party candidate takes the state. That's what I feel like it's going to be if there's a Bloomberg versus Steyer nomination. <laughs>
1: like, nobody's yeah. going
2: to fucking. There's going to so be I, one person out of Iowa.
0: I would literally organize for Stayer if, if Michael Bloomberg was the only alternative. I'm not even fucking joking. This would become a Stayer cast. Um, <laughs> uh, fucking Bloomberg is a fucking not acceptable fucking choice. I don't even know why he's uh, running for the Democrat nomination. Uh, fucking he, hell he no. Can, he could
2: just as easily like take the never-Trumper vote and sap Trump support in with the Republicans. Honestly,
3: he would have why, a much. Why are you doing this game? Trying to win the Republican nomination, no joke. Yeah, as, actually, as yeah. They've made it as like obstructionist as the GOP has been about anybody else actually being nominated. If Bloomberg just walked over to the Republican side and said, "Fuck this Trump shit," and threw like 120 million dollars or more. He could at least embarrass
0: Trump a little bit and make him sweat with that hundred twenty mil.
3: Like he might actually like jump in there, you know. I don't know. It'd be interesting, but he's not going to do it because he's a fucking
0: piece of trash. By the way, all of y'all with a billion dollars, why are you not spending that money on brand new Congress? Like, you could literally like you guys realize Congress is a co-equal branch of the government. You could probably like help some people and get in there, and you could be like a kingmaker. They they old
3: brand old Congress, Brandon.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> your, your, their ego is so fucking huge that they have to fucking sit in the big boy chair um there's tons of actually decent things they could do if they just wanted to fucking blow money it's just about putting their face on tv it's fucking revolting uh hate to see it all of that anything else about like um do we want to talk about biden punching at domestic violence okay, well, we, we
2: gotta say, say if hold the on. Previous I to, things, we, we gotta got wrap up soon
3: yeah. yeah, let's wrap this up, but I want to wrap it up on this note. My favorite cringe moment of the debate, which I want to hear from all of you about, was Bernie saying that, uh, you know, some candidates on this stage aren't ready to take on the pharmaceutical industry. And and Biden and Buttigieg are just rushing to speak. They're just raising their hands so fast. Yeah.
0: Your name, was Teacher! You Don't worry about it.
3: Teacher, teacher, like, teacher. Did, did you call our names? Did you say... And
0: uh, my my cringe moment, just continuing with the billionaires theme. Yang sticking up for Stare. You're spending your money in the right places, um, which, oh would gosh, if, which would be fine if which uh, would be fine if he was. Uh, he's clearly not because he's running on a fucking vanity run for president, despite having no charisma. And no grassroots support. It's it's garbage. We hate to see it.
3: Oh, let me just say what was really cringe, by the way. We're like the reply guys who showed up on Twitter like, actually, Yang's not that rich. Like, look, whatever you want to say about Yang, he's rich enough. OK, like, don't even go there. We don't the need have-
0: what a weird choice. What a weird thing to stick up for.
3: Yeah, like, well, th- that was one of the things What somebody got in our fucking comments and was like, Technically, he's not in the 1%, because to be in the 1%, you have to have a net worth of at least $10 million. And his net worth is only like one or so million dollars. Like, Whatever. what the fuck ever? The dude has no material security issues. He doesn't live the same life as the working class. Fuck. Right. right.
2: Like his on the Wikipedia page for the twenty twenty Democratic primaries, his profession is listed as like businessman. Yeah, he's yeah,
3: entrepreneur. You know what that means? He's just sponging yeah,
2: yeah ideas he like had if, a if, decade if ago, or if maybe someone if else. You describe had. your job as entrepreneur or businessman you're a fucking bougie and you don't do jack shit
0: so with that said uh thank you for listening to this very quick episode the cringe revisionist uh, You didn't is, even
2: ask my favorite cringe moment
0: what's your favorite cringe moment
1: uh uh-huh. it's when warren said that more americans should serve in the military
0: oh yeah uh, I, was, I, I have a take on that but there's no time sorry damn uh,
1: it's gotta uh, be snappy
0: nsf wonks.podbean.com we have a new website and it looks better uh we're we're gonna get like a remarkably, yeah,
2: markedly, remarkably,
0: better, remarkably yeah. better. Um, please donate to our Patreon. Literally, like, send us like five dollars, and it will make a big difference in the quality of the show. Uh, is there anything else we need to plug? No, that's it. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye. Yep, bye. That's it.
2: See ya.